Running hacks for noobs and moderates. Running is hard. Nobody ever said it was easy. It can be addictive and fun and is obviously incredibly challenging and enjoyable. It's popular, but it's not easy. It's hard. Millions more people run half marathons, 10Ks, and 5Ks since even a decade ago, and that's millions more than it was in 2000. Running is huge, and I think at this point in our nation, most everyone can agree it's good for us. We're humans. We are built to run, climb, and lift heavy things. Just look at our body. But like everything I do in life, I want to know, is there a better way and perhaps easier way? At one time in my life, I was a 240-pound linebacker. In my era, college football players just didn't run much. We had our 40s, and that's 40 yards, and occasionally a full-length football field, but we did not run. In my mid-30s, I decided to change my life and my fitness world, and I knew a big part of overall fitness is the ability to run, so I made it my quest. Over the years, I feel like I've got pretty good at running. It's certainly not something that makes me anxious anymore. It's simple, dude. It's just a run. I'm not really training for anything specific, but more, I want to have it in my bag of tricks. My desire was to be able to run at the drop of a hat. For instance, if you said, hey, Chad, I have an extra ticket to a Tough Mudder and it's a 10-miler, I won't have to think about it. I could do it this weekend. I could run three to five miles if my life depended on it, and even if I felt a whim over lunch break. I have an article that's kind of fun on this style called Are You Healthy Enough to Survive? It's one of my favorite ones I've ever written if you guys want to check it out. I could also run a leg of beach to bay with no formal training. I'm there already, announcing stuff at the beginning, so I just go. Running is by no means intimidating to me anymore. Where a three-mile run used to look like an all-afternoon affair that would probably include a sack lunch and be brutal, it's just not. I can get you there. And honestly, you should be able to do this. Hence the article. How do I make running easier, better, and possibly even fun? Well, as well as how do I get there, this is actually the enjoyable part. The first thing to know is it will still be hard. Running is hard, but so is your job. Yet you do it every day and you go back for more. So is raising kids, and yet that's a huge part of why it is so rewarding. So just embrace that part. Second thing, my ideas you'll see in here in this article won't win you the race. It's not for the elite and honed-in athletes. It's for the newbies and people that have struggled and are fearful. It's for the guys and girls that just gut it out. As much as I love strong willpower, it's just for those looking for a better way. The entire site that I have here is looking for a better way in everything. And yes, there is a better way to run. Here's my list of things to play with and experiment with to make running easier and more efficient. Number one is the Galloway method. Number two, shorter strides with a quicker pace. Number three, glute and hamstring contractions. Number four, recovery days. Number five, sprints and up-tempo runs. So let's dig into this, the Galloway method. The Galloway method is based on Jeff Galloway's bestseller and his method of a run-walk combo. I have played with this for years and it is typically the very first thing I recommend to anybody that wants to improve their running. In my opinion, it is mandatory for people that hate running. When I take people for a run, I do this 100% of the time, and nearly 100% of the time I hear them say, well, that was the easiest run I've ever done. That's right. I can go deep into all the physiology, etc., and the burning and sparing of glycogen versus lactate, etc., but not for this article. Let's just not do that. Look this stuff up if you want to dive deeper. I'll just give you my take. First of all, it's a run-walk, meaning you run for a set amount of time, and then you walk for a set amount of time. 
one of the marathoners in my clinic that has done marathons in all 50 states and over 110 marathons in his career stated that he thinks more than 50% of marathoners use the Galloway method for their races. It works. So here's how I would have you start. Run for two minutes and 30 seconds at a comfortable pace, your pace, not trying to move fast or anything, just your pace. At the 2.30 mark, walk for 30 seconds. That's right, walk. There's no need to try and walk super fast or crazy, and I also don't want you to just mosey super slow. Just walk, recover, breathe, and repeat that interval for however long you want to go. We've just turned running into sets and reps, and if you're like me, that already makes it easier. It just is the way my brain likes to think about exercise. So here's how you adjust it as you get better. Once the 2.30 becomes easy and repetitively easy, add to the run interval. Try like a 2.45, still with a 30-second walk. I'm really big into a 30-second walk. That's the ideal amount of rest. And here's how you pick your run time. As you progress and complete a few runs and the pace was good, increase it 10 seconds and try it out. You should never look down at your watch and see how much time is left because you're tired. So my personal example goes like this. When I do my runs, I'm at about a three minute, 30 second run with a 30 second race. I constantly try to get that run up to four minutes, but I find I am dying the last 20 seconds. I look down at my watch thinking, oh Lord, how much more do I have to go? And that's your clue. The run is too long. Your run pace should consistently be about five to 10 seconds less than what you could run. That way it always stays comfortable. Be aware that the most common marathoner's time ratio is four to one, meaning a four minute run with a one minute walk. But I think the walk is too long there and there's a factor too physiologically that make me prefer a 30 second rest. But this is all about you. You do you, I'm just here to drop the science. If you're just absolutely are getting your butt kicked halfway through, take a rest for a minute for one interval and then just hop, hop back on board, it's no big deal. Galloway has many benefits, like rest for one, obviously. But if that's not doing it for you, try out muscle sparing, increased fat loss, psychological, and pace maintenance. The psychological effects are just about effort perception. It really is an easier way to run and your brain likes it. Now, let's get into pace maintenance. This means you won't get consistently slower as you go along. Typically for new to moderate runners, you might start out at an eight minute pace. By mile three, it's a nine minute pace. By the end of a 10K, it's maybe an 11 or 12 minute pace. With Galloway, there is a lot of muscle sparing going on and you'll almost always maintain the exact same pace all race long. If not, your run interval is too long. Just modify it until you find your right stride. Second thing, shorter strides with a quicker pace. For you guys that have ever been in an actual race before, especially a half or a full marathon, you know those guys I'm talking about. They just look goofy when they run. I call them the jumping bunnies. These hyper energetic, bouncy, weird people that just seem to hop around the race course with their quicker little short strides. The jumping bunnies. Yeah, those guys. I'm one of them now. That came from a protocol called pose running technique and it is a huge energy saver by utilizing the energy your muscles produce coupled with elastic recoil. It's like a rubber band and a piston. Half the work is done with no additional energy. You're gonna feel super lame, super lame. But so let's, let's look at some evidence here. The jumping bunnies are constantly the ones that spring their way through the finish line with a smile and they bounce on over to their friends for a chat, yapping a mile a minute, and then they bounce on over to the beer keg for a quick one to celebrate another fantastic, life-affirming run they just had. Yay, life! Meanwhile, the sloggers, 
the guys with the big long strides, the putting every freaking ounce of effort into this technique of pain, basically start, stop, start, stop the entire race. They are dying and they look like extras from the Walking Dead series as they cross the finish line. They've just been doing gas break, gas break the whole race. The perfect pose tempo is 180 strides per minute. That's crazy fast. Your fast tempo music that you're listening to when you're running is likely at 128 BPMs, which is way slower. And you'll always match your stride to your music. Now, 180 tempo for me is just too fast. I'm not there. I can do it for about a half a mile and then I just fall apart. But I do mimic the jumping bunnies as much as I can. And it has helped my running so much to just have a faster tempo. Plus, it really only kind of feels strange. It actually doesn't look that strange if you just get that weird smile off your face that shows you know a secret that others don't. Third thing, glute and hamstring contractions. Not stretches, I said contractions. Really? I've only spouted on about this for close to 20 articles on this website, suggesting the same thing over and over for a number of conditions. Look, stretching's kind of out for a lot of this stuff. A warm-up is not what it was when we were in grade school PE. You are heading out there on a road asking your muscles to contract over and over again for miles. Why would I start you out by taking them the wrong direction and stretching them? You'll feel like a nerd flexing your butt and flexing your hamstrings. I don't care. Contract the glutes and hammies prior to a run and see what happens. You're going to run faster, I'm sure. Next thing, recovery. Look, dude, you can't just go out and run as an amateur every single day and expect to get better. Your body needs to recover and adapt, and beating it to hell every day doesn't do this. There is a level of what is good versus what is detrimental in any sports conditioning. There's the edge. Don't go over it. Football training is nothing like it was in my dad's day and especially in my dad's era. Recover, recovery, rest, cross-training are brought up at nearly every single seminar I've ever taken in every book because it is real. You will only get better through adaptation. So allow recovery so your body can adapt. My suggestion, and this has leeway depending on what your race distance is, is forming a base of only three to four runs per week. And I tend to lean towards three, with one of them being a speed run, which we'll talk about next. So yes, to get ready even for marathon distance, I might suggest only two real distance runs per week. The rest of the time is for growth. This goes counter to most programs out there, but most programs out there are written by famous slash elite runners. And it's like they use their techniques. This isn't the article for those guys. I'm not a famous runner. I'm just a guy that wanted to get slightly better than average by utilizing a smarter system. I don't win races. I finish slightly better than average with a smile on my face and I can go for a run at the drop of the dime. I don't fear runs. That's what this program's for. Repetitive, long, slow distance, often called LSD, is great for injuries. That's it. I know there are still tons of marathon systems that suggest the emphasizing a lot of long, slow distance, but they are testing your willpower and pain adaptation, and most of those people end up in my clinic missing weeks of training and sabotaging their efforts. Train smarter, not harder, especially when your goal isn't to win, but to finish, or your goal is to look better naked, or to get slightly above average. The game changes and my coaching techniques change if you're looking to qualify for Boston or make the Olympics. For most of it, this isn't it. You don't like a day off? Great. Me either. So go hit the gym. Get some muscle on that machine. You wouldn't put a Ferrari engine on a Volkswagen chassis, would you? A run pace of under six minutes a mile with no muscle and no strength training is another recipe for guys that want to end up being a chiropractic client of mine. They're going to get hurt. 
more muscle equals better running. So it's not a day off, it's a day off of running. While we're talking about where to put what days, the next thing is a speed day. So what's the golden egg in all these techniques? The one tip that will change it all for you? Well, I'm split. I think the muscle is a huge missing factor for a lot of runners, but if it's not that, it certainly has a lot to do with speed day. Have a sprints day or an up-tempo day to not only prep your body for a faster tempo, but to shock the system and upregulate your hormones. This is so important and so good for your body and brain in the system. Hormones are the secret. Use them for shortcuts and lifelong health. Eight sets of 200 meters is my favorite speed day. Well, sort of. Eight by 200s suck. It doesn't look like much on paper or over the airways, but this is one badass workout. It ramps up your entire system with much less stress on your body than a five miler. But given the choice of what I'd pick for perceived effort level, and I'd take the five miler any day. Eight by 200s, four by 600s, one mile repeats at a 30 second faster per mile tempo, those are man makers and a fantastic way to see results quickly. You'll naturally change your turnover and your pace and you'll keep it fresh at the same time as well as dumping all kinds of beneficial hormones into your body. And you need them. So all this stuff is what you do, Chad? Yeah, all the above. I do. During the summer hot months down here, I actually run much less. I save running for the better weather, but yeah, I do all of these things. If you want to dig deeper, check out the master of this stuff. His name's TJ Murphy, and his book is called The Unbreakable Runner. I have a review link right here, conveniently enough, and he'll tell you the same thing I do, but in a more clinical setting with all kinds of pre-made protocols to follow, etc. He's by far the best in the game. And that's it. You can get good at this. I want you to get good with less pain, less injury, and more fun. That's what life is all about over here. It's Be Awesome 365.